Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What up? It's your girl, April Jones, and I'm in the building. Yo, it's DJ Damage. Let's get this show started. Oh, my God. And everybody said all this stuff about me online, and yes, I'm going to do it. But before I do that, let me tell you to subscribe to us on iTunes, yes. iHeart, Spotify, mm-hmm. Google Play, and YouTube. Come on. Um, but yeah, they said, oh, now he's been on The Breakfast Club. He's going to talk about it every 15 minutes. No, bitch. I'm going to talk about it every 10 minutes. I was on The Breakfast Club. Did y'all get to see my interview yet or no? I no, got to I see didn't. your promo. I didn't know it was out yet. Yeah. Oh Did you shout God. us out? But I do need to see see it. Oh. No. What the fuck? Wait, Look at I, that. Wait, Look I, at that. I didn't shout you out. I shouted the show, show out. I didn't shout you guys out because I was actually nervous. I had to pay attention in that room. There was a lot going on. For real? Yeah. You well, I'm sure know. you did a great job, Jason. I did okay. Okay. So I'm probably going to catch, uh, I, I said a blowback on the show, no pun intended. You know, you blow it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was talking about uh, Jesse Smollett. You know, oh. people say, oh, you shouldn't have threw it. You shouldn't have. I saw one comment say, hey, uh, you fucking walrus. You shouldn't be telling us how you were in bed with Jesse. Well, listen, if you were in bed with Jesse Smollett, well, not you, but you knew you either. Me. If any oh, of you shit, gay right. people no, out there mind. were in bed with Jesse Smollett, <laughs> <laughs> your gay ass would have been on the show saying it too. Oh, wait, you was in the bed with Jesse? Mm-hmm. When Jesse's, okay, first of all, what? I've known Jesse for a little time, and I don't do the whole kiss and tell thing. You know, I'm out here in these streets. I'm a hoe. You used to be hoe, remember? A <laughs> uh, born again hoe. Well, I'm back to cuddling again. Poor Adam wanted to come to New York. You know, Adam said, you know, I should come out there and catch this content, blah, blah, blah. I said, man, I got somebody in my room right now. I was cuddling my ass away this last week. Mm. Yeah, I, I get lonely. All right, so, no, Jesse, you know, his nudes had leaked online. Before he became a star in power, you know, he, his nudes are out there. So if you Google Jesse Smollett nudes. Are I mean, they real? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I can verify that it's actually all real. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he was my Facebook buddy. I had no, I added him on Facebook. We became Facebook friends, and I slid in his DMs. And you know, what I'm saying I didn't tell him he had a fat ass, but he knew it. So I slid in his DMs, and then we exchanged numbers, and we exchanged all these really provocative text messages. By the way, have all been deleted. I think the Illuminati went through my my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati did it. Yeah, because you know when you make it to a certain level, the Illuminati, the council, in. they they call you in a room with one light. And they're just like, what nigga has shit on you? And he said, well, that nigga over there. So anyway, they went through my Facebook. So they're all gone. But anyhow, uh, I just felt some type of way that morning. I said, you know, black brands matter. I was mm-hmm. feeling myself. I said, you know, black celebrities get to a certain level of success by using the wave of the black blog. Mm-hmm. And then they get there all the while waiting for the uh, acknowledgement and validation by white media. Once they get it, they forget where they came from. Mm-hmm. So he hosted live with Kelly. He hosted. He'd been on Good Morning America. And then they all tore his ass to shreds when he, you know, that whole vicious attack in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he ain't never came and did an interview. So I felt some type of way. So I threw it under the bus. I said, yeah, you know, we hung out. I went over. I didn't hit. You know, I laid in the bed. My allergies started acting. He has cats. I have really sensitive sinuses. <clears throat> Me too. You know, when you're trying to. Wait, he got more than one cat? <laughs> I know what you did there. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a pussy. No. Okay. That's what he's saying. Do you have more than one cat? I really wasn't. No, he was quick. asking oh. about real cats. Oh, you're asking about real kitty cats? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jason. No, he doesn't have a pussy. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So we just laid there, and I was drunk all night, and I came over real early in the morning, got in bed. I was I was drunk, allergies now with the cat. He was tired. He had a roommate. I had to sneak in the house. Anyway, I got into bed. We just went to sleep. And then that was it. And we had a lot of talk about all the things we were going to do to each other, but nothing happened, unfortunately. Because I would like to think that I would be a part of his empire now if I could have a moment that I could record and talk about. But I don't. 
that part. So you think he might still come through the platform now? Nah. Nah, so nah. I mean, I, I, listen, Jesse knows he has. See, y'all know this polished Jesse. I'm just going to talk. Since he ain't coming to talk to me, I might as well just talk about him. Jesse is a, um, he has a very amazing personality, and he talks really nasty to you. So for me, it was like, damn, best of both worlds. Get a cute nigga. You know what I'm saying? Clearly dropped his news online or somebody outed his news. And you know, ain't worried about his money because he didn't have none. Then I don't think he even had a car. He had a fucking cat. <laughs> like, who the fuck wants to be around a fucking cat? Get a dog. Nigga. Right. That's why I was like, he said his cats. I'm like, like you asked me if he had more than one nah, cat. You asked me if he had two cats and asked me if he had a pussy. Well, cause you said cats. I just like saying the word pussy now. I just wake up every day. I be like, yo, you should try some. You're a p- nigga. Never. No, it's not that I don't want to. I think there's enough dirty dicks out there for some pussy. I don't have time for it. In fact, if this show's ever going to grow, we have to stop talking about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will grow talking about it. Thank you. I think you should try some. Nah, I've been there, done that. It's sort of like going back and learn, learning geography. Like, nigga, I already know where the moon and the stars is or fucking Antarctica. Well, is that part of geography? <laughs> no? Or is that no, astronomy? That is, that's astronomy? A, you mixed it up well, a little bit. astronomy, geology, geology, dr- zoology. Nigga, I know all the ologies, nigga. I don't need it. Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> Yo, oh I had to, ooh. But what you do, uh, Damage? What's been up? Oh, man, we just had the event with McDonald's uh, down at Lamert Park at the YWCA. So that was amazing. For the youth, for the youth, mm-hmm. them, man, black and positively golden. Uh, of course, the uh, Hollywood Unlocked team came down here, got some footage. So that was amazing. And, you know, nice. kicking it with my little man, just doing what I do. How was your weekend? Good. Um, mommy mode, work mode. Just It just doesn't stop. I'm tired. Can you tell? You don't look tired. Can you please open up your jacket for the viewers so they can see that you Why? Because he wants my breast to be out. I'm cold, <laughs> so I shouldn't have worn this. It, but is, it is the morning. What he is said going that I look on? like I'm going to the club. <laughs> I thought I'd try because norm- normally, listen, I come to work and I look like shit, okay? So you don't this is ever like look a com- like shit. So this is a compliment, this is true, guys. Man. Okay. Face beat, hair is done. Oh, um, and then I meant to say I went to Vegas this weekend. I went on a PJ. I went to... Um, For people that live in South Dakota or in Antarctica that don't know what the fuck a PJ is, can you just describe that? So I went on a private jet, which was um, really awesome with one of my friends, a couple of my friends, actually. And then we went to go see Meek Mill in concert at Dre's. So it was a really, like, quick turnaround. I was stranded the next day Ooh. in Vegas because so I assumed PJ. that I was going to be flying that PJ the fuck back. And no. <laughs> now one way. I had to hop on Southwest to come back to LA. <laughs> so if you're watching this interview, you know who you are. You're wrong. You're trifling. Well, the trip, still love you. Well, the trip to Vegas was a dream and the coming back home was a nightmare. Yeah, it was. But um, <laughs> Why'd they put y'all on Southwest? Why didn't you put y'all back on the private jet? No, because the girls didn't want to leave. But what I was told was is we were leaving the next day. Okay. And so oh, then the girls like, up. oh yeah, well, I don't know. No, you knew that you wanted to stay. So they the just wanted to stay Yes. And I freaking, me and Brooklyn had to come back. What were the sleeping arrangements? I had my own hotel with, with my friend Brooklyn. <laughs> the girls that stayed, where'd she stay? Who? The girl who didn't want to come back. She stayed in her room with her friend that she brought. Mm. Sounds shady. <sighs> anyway. Okay, I love Vegas. <clears throat> did you have a good time though? I did have fun. Um, like I said, I, I went to see Meek Mill. He performed at Dre's and it was cool. It was a good energy. It was a lot of people that was out there. Do you have Southwest phobia? Sometimes. You I don't like the is? I don't like the way that it's like set up. Oh no, I just have a fear of being seen on it. <laughs> Why? Because I mean, I don't wake up and feel poor. Well, I feel like with Southwest, <laughs> it's Wait, actually Southwest I feel like, like it's, it's like equality on that airplane because literally you get to first come first serve. Yeah. Like, you know? No, because 
all the people that fly in Southwest are like fucking like trailer trash, right? And they always want to sit in your first seat. First of all, bitch, I paid thirty-two extra dollars to get A five. I'm A <laughs> five. There's six seats. Hop your ass in the back. <laughs> I actually don't mind Southwest. I don't think I'm too good for any airplane. And honestly, I'll ride a coach unless I'm fucking going extremely far. Then no, a bitch is in first class. Okay, do this though. Maybe, I mean, honestly, I'm playing. I don't really care. But the next time you get on Southwest, take your glasses off right when you get to the front. And then walk and find you a good seat in the back and look at all the faces of judgment as people recognize you and go. Mm. I don't care what people say. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you. people. Who cares? Fuck you, okay. South you know, I've been on so many airplanes where celebrities have been in the back. I don't know if they were getting <clears throat> tickets last minute. Who cares? I mean, one time I was sitting in the front row and Kyla Pratt got on and I was like. Because <laughs> I was in the front row. Bitch, I'm in first class. <laughs> <laughs> on Southwest. Get in the back. <laughs> Man. No, I don't feel like that. As she passed me, I definitely looked at her in pure judgment like, you pee the Nah, you. she probably got a ticket last minute to go see some family. I don't believe that. What do you call those people that are down here? Um, peasants? You peasant. Kyla Pratt Go to the peasant. Bag. No, I love Kyla. I love Kyla. Oh, that's, that's, like, <laughs> I said, no, that's, like, that's like family. Plus, we don't need I Am Compton <clears throat> coming up here. <laughs> that's right. That's my brother. Shooting us up with anything other than tattoos. Shout out to Kyla and uh, Compton. <laughs> that's family. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, look, let's get into uh, what's been uh, really just causing a major depression across the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I was in New York and saw the whole thing of uh, Nipsey Hussle unfold where he was gunned down in front of his a story on uh, Crenshaw and Slauson at the age of 33, killed, shot six times. Uh, the calls had come in early. Somebody had actually called me from the streets and said the person shot him and then, like, stood over him and kept shooting him. You did? So did you see the video? I did see the video. It was, you know, we didn't post um, the video of his lifeless body and oh, some no. of that, uh, the, the the blood on the head and all that because I just felt like that's so disrespectful. It is. But where were you guys when you heard the news? Um, I was in Vegas. Um, actually stranded trying to get home. Mm. And I actually got a text message from um, the game's assistant who is one of my closest friends. Her name is Lolo. And um, she just, you know, I'm personal friends with Lauren London. And um, she knows that. So she hit me and she was like, you know, tell Lauren, I'm sorry. And I'm thinking like, what is she talking about? Because yeah. I'm not always on my phone. Uh-huh. So I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, Nipsey was shot. Da-da-da. I'm like, what? My heart just dropped. And then I looked on social media and it was saying that he was shot. And then she was telling me, you know, like he was already dead before they had pronounced that he was. But she's like, don't say anything, you know. But I was just like, this is crazy. Like, I I still, I just, it just doesn't feel real. Yeah, I was having an early dinner and somebody texted me, like you said, the people that text you knew he already passed. (laughs) Yeah. I got a text like, yo, Nipsey was shot. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And they said he got shot at his own store. So I'm thinking like, you know, he's going to pull through, man. You know, people get shot. Because I just couldn't believe that there would be another story after that. And then, like, literally 10 minutes later, like, no, he died. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I went live immediately and said that I heard he was murdered. And people were like, you messy bitch. You always being messy, this and that. Because I had got a call from the streets. People have to understand. Yeah, exactly. We we get, we have one. We know people. We know people. People called. And then... When the photo of the guy came out, it wasn't posted anywhere, but somebody from the streets had sent it to me. I put it up, and they yeah. was like, oh, you snitch. Let me be very clear. Snitching is when we both agree to do something together. We're going to do some dirt. We get caught, and then I tell. Snitching ain't when you kill the homie or or you kill somebody in my family, and I call the police <laughs> or put you on blast. No, that's that street culture shit that I don't live by, right? So, like, I put this picture out there, and then other people start picking it up. And uh, thankfully, the guy got arrested. Uh, but I mean, the, he turned himself in. The crazy part that of this is all for me is that you think about it. You have friends. 
you have friends, I have friends. Right. People that we just blindly trust, let in our houses, let around mm-hmm. our kids, let in our cars, uh, fly us to Vegas. Right. And we just blindly go without really sitting back and thinking, okay, what am I going with this person for? Who are we going? Where are we going to be? Where are we staying? Who are we talking to? Mm-hmm. Whose car are we getting in? Who are you? Mm-hmm. We just blindly move through life at times and not to think, not to know like the people around you are the people that can hurt you the most. And come to find out that the guy's in a photo with Nip on right. Nip's page. Yeah. Just a profound impact for me. Yeah. Um, they were saying that he was an informant and when he came around, Nip was like, you shouldn't be around here. Yeah, and came guess, into the store. I guess mm-hmm. he didn't like that, and then came back. It's just sad, man, because everything Nipsey stands for, even that store, what that store stands for, like it's a landmark. Mm-hmm. Like even when I go there, it's like, man, this is him trying to create progress on Crenshaw, like changing even what you think about when you say the word Crenshaw. Nipsey has totally transformed the meaning of that street. For somebody to go there and kill him at his home, because I call that store his home, mm-hmm. it's just sick to me. Like it's yeah. sick. But it's just crazy, too, because, you know, he went there and he didn't have like a normal day. He would have his bodyguard or, you know, but he went there to his one of his what um, peoples or whatever from jail just got out. And he was trying to do a service to him by giving him some merchandise and some clothes and setting him setting him up coming out of prison. And you can't even do that. You can't even go to your own store, to your own town, you know, without being murdered like that. Like that's disrespectful. And there's reports that after he shot him. The first time he was seen kicking him in the head. And he then did. Again. He shot him in the head and then kicked him and did, ran off. Did you see like a closer up video? I did. You did? Yeah. Is that out there? It is. Mm. No, I didn't want to see that. That's unfortunate. Um, and, and he it, was pleading. I could see like Nipsey was, he when he was first shot, the guy kind of ran off first. And he you could see Nipsey kind of going back, like kind of scooting back. So he shot ground. him in the torso first. Yeah, because it looked like Nipsey was kind of, he when he got hit, he initially kind of felt like this. Yeah. And then he rolled over and he was seen scooting back. Mm-hmm. And then you see the guy come back and continuously just doing it. He's like kind of doing that. Nips is like, well, it's unfortunate. And then he comes and shoots him in the head and then kicks him. And he's still, Nips is still trying to get up. Yeah. Still trying to survive. I, what I do want to say is for those people that you know are in your neighborhood trying to make a difference and actually putting their money where their mouth is. Like, Nip is not just rapping. He's not just performing, talking about something. He's actively doing something in the community. Right. We got to protect those people, period. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to hang out with them and dap them and walk by and say what's up. But, like, you know, we all got to take accountability for that. Like, it should never be a situation where somebody can go literally to his home, that marathon story he had for years, and be able to do that. And no one's really there to see it. Like, if, thank God for the cameras and a few people that, you know, did say something. But, like... It, it's just very strange for me that it was right. few little people around. And you don't want to feel like the same streets you came from are the same streets you can't give back to, you know, yeah, and can't it. go back to because you're afraid that you're going to be murdered or that you got to come there with security. It's like he's from those streets. Yeah, well, and, should- and I'll be honest, in New York City, when, when I just went out there for the breakfast club, you know, people were saying, I, you know, I feel weird having to have security with me. I yeah. feel, I feel, because I feel like I'm, I'm Jason, right? I'm a regular person, right? If I come to your party, I should just be able to come to your party and feel comfortable. I had security when I was in New York, and you know what I said to myself: Get over how weird this feels, because yeah. it is what it is. And you know what I told them: Any nigga run up on me too fast, shoot they motherfucking ass, because I'm going back home. Right. I would have never imagined that somebody, I mean, yeah, there's people that hate me online or say things to me online. I'm thinking like, why are you just mad at the radio guy? I'm just a gay ass radio guy. Like, well, leave me alone. Right. But 
when I think about it and the impact, we don't know the impact of what our words, our music, our culture, our fashions are having on people. People gravitate towards us for different reasons or, mm-hmm. or don't like us for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that do want to hurt people. And you got to take it serious. You got to take it serious. You know? So definitely was a, a thing to make me back up and pause and say, you know, um, you should not buy a gun from my house. Should I? Start moving with security. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but then at the same time, on the other hand, you don't want to become a slave to fear. Right. Or a slave to, I can't go nowhere. Like, no, I like right. getting out and t- talking to the people. I yeah, like being around, sure. you know? Yeah. And, you and got- he, got a, he got a text message too, because they were saying that a tweet he put 45 minutes before his passing was having strong enemies is a, is a blessing. It almost just made, it just was so eerie when I saw that, because it just made me feel like, did he... Did someone call? Did someone threaten him? You know, like, because people ain't just going online and saying that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then to be killed 45 minutes later, it, it's just like, I would just be wondering about death sometimes. It just scares me. Like, do you know? Do you have this premonition that something's going to happen? Like, you know, because I feel like Nipsey, he just he just moved with a lot of grace and a lot of peace in his life. And I and feel like people respect him. Yeah, it's not like you, you don't think of people seeing Nipsey Hussle and say, I hate that dude. Exactly. Oh, no, he was a good dude. And the, how ironic was it the next day he already had a pre-scheduled meeting with, with Rock Nation and the police commissioner for the city to talk about how to end gun violence for kids. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just so unfortunate. So we're sending our prayers to uh, him, to Lauren London. His children. The, the sad sister. part was the last time I saw Lauren, I said to her, man, y'all are... Y'all are y'all are mm-hmm. made for each other. Like, you know, she was like, Yeah, that's my that's my partner. Like, you know. And um it was just good to see them together. It's crazy. I could only imagine. And one of her biggest uh the person she's a huge fan of that she really loves is Tupac. Mm. And it's it's ironic. It's just right. the whole thing is just really weird. So But she kind of found her Tupac. What's good, y'all? It's time for another Hollywood hookup, and I gotta tell y'all about this Robinhood app. What's that damage? So Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. Oh, yo, you know we like that commission-free. It's serious. So while other brokerages charge you up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge you any commission. Yo, they trying to charge $10, though? That's a lot. Not Robinhood. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. All the money go to you. Okay, that's what we like to hear. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can just start mm. investing at any level. Okay, you know what? Sign me up. I got you. Look, the simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Man, that's dope. I like that. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. That's it? One, two, three, four. Bam! You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. Well, isn't that just helpful? Mm-hmm. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, oh. discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get what? custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Come on, that's just... It's serious. Bomb. Robinhood is giving listeners of Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored a free stock like Apple for Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up at unlocked.robinhood.com. That's robinhood.com. Man, and if you're out there listening and you got hate in you for anybody <sighs> or you or any of us, just hate anyway. Like, to learn to love a little bit more. You know, right. be a little bit more loving and compassionate to people. And I get mad. I never get mad to the point where I say, I got to go kill somebody. I'm but, right. like, but you know what it is, man? That hate is self-hate. Like, to do something like that is you hate yourself. Because somebody that's whole life is about building a community 
through the music, through everything he does. Anytime he sits down and does an interview, there's a jewel about how he's trying to help his community. Mm-hmm. That's self-hate right there. That's mm-hmm. all that is. Like, if you hate him, you hate yourself. Well, and this is the conversation that I was saying on The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. where I was saying that, you know, when the whole Gucci scandal came about, and people were saying, oh, you know, black people shouldn't wear Gucci. You a fuck nigga if you wear Gucci. Y'all that angry over fashion? And y'all ain't half as angry over this? So this is almost like you would start a national, an international firestorm over whether or not you wear an article of clothing, which doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't reflect whether I'm black or not black or pro-black or anti-black. But yet somebody who now you're all revering as this modern day leader uh, in our community, somebody who clearly came from, got out of, went back to give back. This person isn't worth you create a national conversation around what to do. I mean, it's a pretty big conversation, and they're petitioning for them to uh, name the street um, Crenshaw and Slauson after him. But naming the street is not going to stop the next nigga who's out there right now thinking, I got to go kill this nigga. Right now, if I went online right now and said, I've reserved this auditorium Mm -hmm. for a national conversation. I have this television network that says they will stream it or whatever. I will take any celebrity who wants to participate in having this conversation. Nobody will sign up. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I don't think they will. We but try. you don't think any one person could just rent a, a theater and just do a national call to all celebrities, like people to, in, brand, to bond together in hip hop to come together and have like a, an immediate forum about it. Yeah, I think they're they're. I, I think it could be possible. I don't see why not. I think you know when you look at the inner city, the hood. And you look at success, it's polarizing because it can motivate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, because they got that self-hate, look at it like a fuck you. Like, how did you make it? It wasn't me. Why you and why not me? Right. Why you feel like you're better than me? And you don't have to do anything but just be successful. Right. So it's hard to really change that mentality because when you come from nothing and you see somebody have everything mm-hmm. or what you deem to be everything... You just feel like it's a slight to you. Like you're mad at yourself. You're mad at God. Right, because so. you're in, be, right, and because when you when you know that that other person is coming from the same exact place exactly. you came from, it's almost like, well, how did he get there? You know, and that's another thing that Nipsey talked about. I saw in an interview. He said exactly that. It's like people have problems with that when you're both from the hood, but then one seems to move further in their lives, and it's like, well, we were handed the same deck of cards. Yeah. Why are you where you're at, and I'm still stuck? You know, and then there is like an envy there or a jealousy there. People really don't know how to deal with that, and, and I think that that was that situation with this guy. I mm-hmm. saw this, and I'm gonna tell you how you got to move when this shit happened. And I'm yeah. telling you, I'm not just saying this for the sake of doing it on the show. Mm-hmm. When I first got on television, I went home to visit family, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine. I said this on the show. I invited him out to dinner, and I'm gonna pay for the dinner. But I get a phone call from somebody back home, and I'm on the call. And I hear him say, man, he said, he sent across from me, he said, man, you're not the same nigga no more, man. So I'm mm-hmm. like, let me call you back. I said, excuse me? He said, you're not the same nigga no more. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you know, back in the day when we used to hang out in the hood and, you know, selling dope and riding around and this and this and that. I said, bro, we were 18, 19 years <clears throat> old. I'm 40. Well, at the time I was like 37, 39, mm-hmm. 38 or something like that. 38 years old. Yeah, I'm not the same nigga no more, dummy. You shouldn't be the same nigga no more. Right, or you change. But like, does that mean that because I'm successful that I'm no longer real? I'm here taking them, your ass out to dinner. But to them, it's it's that because, again, but self. That, but that's the sign where you have to say, this ain't about me. Right. But because you showed me where you are and what you think, I can't I, I can't fuck with you no more like you that. Go. Exactly. I've never seen him again. He's completely removed from my life. And no matter how much I loved him or how much I was his friend, 
I could never let them around me again because all I'm going to be thinking about is you might get me. Right. No, seriously. I remember I was doing Revolt and I haven't been back to Philly in like two years. Did you really tattoo Revolt on your body? No. Oh, I saw that picture. <laughs> I was like, somebody should have slapped That was for a promo shoot. I was like, oh, this ain't the smart, intelligent damage that I know. Uh, but we did a campaign with McDonald's where we had to go back to Philly. So I flew from L.A. to Philly. I haven't been to Philly in a long time. And we had mm-hmm. these big projector buses with Revolt playing. And we had a concert going. And I went back to my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been there in two years. And, you know, I'm doing this for the kids. I want them to see, like, yo, I, I used to live on this same block. And the energy was good, but it wasn't the energy... I thought it would be. And even people I grew up with, people that's at the park, older people was like, hey, man, you should probably get out of here in a few. And I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to do this for the kids, but you could just feel the vibe that the kids loved it, but everybody else that was my age or older, they wasn't really feeling it. And I'll be honest. When I go home, I don't go to the hood. I do not go to the hood. You know, I do do want to. That's my problem. Yeah, but the problem is, is that we have to. How much of that is guilt, though, that you that you're supposed to go back? Because you ain't supposed to go back. I, I don't think it's guilt for me. I think, you know, I don't know how your, your city's like, but Philly's all hood. Like, it's it's hard to not be in the hood. And mm-hmm. it, my family's there. My friends are there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the place I grew up. I used to sit on these steps. So I like to go back and really sit down and talk to the people. And my friends are cool. But it's never your friends. But it's here- always somebody across the street or that know you from something else that's Side-eyeing you, you like, all right. And the sad, part, the sad part would be your eulogy saying you died on the steps you used to sit on. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes That's the sad. steps you used to sit on were the stepping stone to give you the courage to get the fuck off them steps. Now, mind you, I used to love being in the hood. I mean, mm-hmm. you could not stop me from getting on that number one or five bus and going to Ralph Square Market and standing in front of the store I didn't own for hours and hours and hours. And all my homies, if the chalk where they were found dead were still on the ground, it would be like a fucking cemetery. But I was still drawn to it because for me, it represented it represented not being fearful. It represented being loyal. It represented family. Mm-hmm. But now when I think about it, how dumb it was, how dumb it is, I'll go back to the hood because my family's houses are there. But guess what? That car brings me right to the door. I go inside. I do my politicking. How you doing? How you doing? Hug, hug, hug. Photo, photo, photo. Get right the fuck right out. Right the fuck in and out. The last time I went and tried to hang out in front of my aunt's house, mm-hmm. which wasn't really a hangout. I was just slowly walking to the car. Somebody pulled around the corner and everybody started running, thinking they was going to do a drive-by. Like, I don't miss that. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be my cousin Al, who was standing on the block, grown-ass man with a wife, got shot, now he's paralyzed. Now I saw him at a funeral. Last time I went home, he has no legs. He lost his leg. First, he lost his ability to walk. Now, both of his legs are amputated. We are here for more than that. People online, you're here for more than that. But this this sense of guilt of we have to go and give back. We can give back, but we got to have some structure Mm -hmm. and some context and some safety. And and like you said, safety. The fact that he's from Slauson, Slauson, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And took the Crenshaw. Because if you think of Crenshaw, you think of Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. When they had that big shooting on Crenshaw. Transformed it. Right? Mm -hmm. You killed him at the place he... Was make leveling people up. I understand it. It's sick. Well, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, In lighter news, uh, April Fool's Day was right around the... (laughs) It just happened. Justin Bieber got the fucking internet going crazy because him and his girl, Haley Baldwin, his wife, his girl. You call your wife your girl, right? That's my girl. Yeah, that's your girl. Yeah. Because your girl... Because you can call your girlfriend your wifey. Right. True. Whatever. He got the internet on fire because they played an April Fool's joke saying that she was pregnant with a little believer. Why do people give a fuck if Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin have a baby to the point where now they're mad at him? Because people just like to get on their phones and act like they give a fuck about everything. Who cares? Because there's just so many people that are miserable. 
It's not that big of a fucking deal. There's certain things that don't need to really be a, a thing. That like, shouldn't even be news. So he's because he's a celebrity, he can't fucking do an April Fool's joke. It's well, fucking April Fool's for goddamn Christ. Well, Claudia, well, Claudia Jordan said that the dust was knocked off her uterus and that she got pregnant too. And apparently that was an April Fool's joke. And now they're mad at her. <laughs> oh, oh, because it, people it, fell in love with the idea that there was going to be a little baby coming into this world. And unfortunately, there is not. Nah, okay, I guys. I think they were surprised that somebody knocked the dust off her uterus. But I actually FaceTimed her and she was like, oh my God, am, oh, am okay, I off? Well, I feel like my dust is being knocked off my uterus. No, in real life. You got cramps? Yes. Well, boo, pee, pee that shit out and get back. Let's, pee let's, the, is that rude to say? Pee the baby out? Oh, no, it's happening. I think her. it's that tuna from Subway. Is this food poisoning? Wait, but are, are you in your period? Or are you having a fucking, are you having a child? She needs some Tums. By the way, where is Alyssa? She's right here. Where? Behind me. I'm blocking. Oh. <laughs> you Alyssa, no, because she about to drop a She's baby any eight moment. eight days away. She's like eight Ooh. days away. No, honestly, time. I've been sitting here and I keep getting into, the, like, like, honestly, I feel like I need to shit. But you got you, gas. <laughs> but are, not, you, are you on your period? I'm supposed to be starting, but honestly, no, seriously, I that tuna. Do you want to go to the bathroom? I had some of the tuna. I'm fine. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, the next time it does, it, or should I just go try to shit it now? <laughs> First Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Should I go try and pu push it? Wait, I push don't it. know. You, what do you need Some to do? Stuff you can it's keep. cramping. Oh, okay, I'm going to try to... Okay. I'm sorry. Re okay, I got to poop. <laughs> Let me drink some more water. No, honestly, I've been sitting ahead, in this go, whole... Well, go do it. <laughs> so damaged. It's so damaged. Speaking. Speaking. Oh, Please don't put this on. No, it's definitely going on camera. <laughs> so oh, damaged. Shit. Speaking of having babies, um, good luck pushing that one out. Um, speaking of having babies, Amber Rose just announced on Instagram that she's having a kid. Well, AE. By the way, this is the second time somebody on air has had to take a shit. I, I was going to say... I've had to take shits before, but I just sit here and like... I make my farts go in reverse, so I just do like a little, do like a little burp. You know, as long as you're removing gas from the intestinal system, you're fine. Jesus, I've never heard of taking shit in the middle of work. What happens if you're on a Ferris wheel? You have to take a yeah, shit. It you happens. Hold the shit. It happens. Have you ever had shit have to come out so bad that you just know, like, let me start coming up with excuses for why shit is coming out my in my the end of my, my pants. <laughs> Falling in your sneakers. Because once the shit starts running down your leg, it's just like, oh shit. It's over. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Amber Rose. Congratulations on the baby with your name. Can we talk about Amari Hardwick and Beyonce? Fuck the NAACP. Hey, the, hey. Now, here's my problem with them, hey. old, them old coon niggas over there. Oh, God. Those fucking coons. Yeah, I said it. I'm black and I'm them. This is black excellence telling you about how them fuck niggas ain't black excellence over there. You know, go ahead and talk about that, that nigga because that nigga goes about to get killed on power this season. Well, I will say this. At the uh, McDonald's event, Positively Golden, there was somebody from the NAACP there. He was a, a very fine brother. Oh, fuck him too. No, he, he was a very fine man. So shout out to him. He knows who he is if he's watching this. But Amari Hardwick mm. at the award show, he, um, he slid in and did a little double tap on uh, Beyonce's cheek. Did you get to see it? Fuck the NAACP as a whole, as a generational company. Oh, fuck them and fuck TV One too. I emailed them all. Fuck them. By the way, but I you don't have to say fuck them. No, no, fuck them. And the reason why is because let's back up. I loved what the NAACP used to stand for, but now I, I see what it is. It's just another organization that's just here to just you know praise the white man. But I'll get to that in a minute because I ain't let no organization control how I think it's being. For people listening right now, getting ready to type. Before you type your hate, please let me get it out. But do you first want to set up this kiss thing or whatever happened at this award show that I did not watch? <laughs> I just I didn't I didn't get to see the awards either, but I did see Good. the clip of Amari Hardwick going in, greeting Beyonce, and gave her one little kiss that was like, eh. And then the second kiss was a little close to the to the lips. And the embrace. 
Everything about it was strange. I didn't watch the show, but I saw it. On you saw it in Brace? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, it was worse than me chasing her in the party. So I'm right? Just, I'm just glad they got off me. This is where I, this is where I knew something shady was about to happen, right? If he would have greeted Jay-Z a different way, then I would have looked at the Embrace a different way. He went in there, didn't really shake Jay-Z's hand, did like one of these thumb-up pictures real quick, got out of there, went and kissed Beyonce, shook her hand, and then kissed her again. Almost on the mouth. Yeah, almost on the real, real, Real creepy. Oh. But the way he slid out, right? If you're going to kiss somebody's wife like that, wouldn't you give another shake to Jay-Z? No, I wouldn't be kissing no nigga's wife. That's why I'm gay. Because now there's no issue. <laughs> Like I'm not kissing no woman, period. We were you in should London. never kiss somebody. We and he got a wife. We were in London, and my homegirl was talking about, I'm going to come sleep in your bed. I was like, bitch, no, you're not. There's No pussy is allowed in my bed. Why ever. Not? Listen, I'm, I stay true to the game. You but, know what I'm saying? I'm true to being gay. Gay men sleep with girls all the time. Yeah, that ain't me. You don't even want to lay with it. No, not at all. I don't even want, if I smell it, I'm calling the police. But anyway, let me get back to the NAACP. It's time for another Hollywood hookup. Ladies, shouting out all. The women. Ladies. I don't know about you, but I'm a woman who who definitely likes to take care of my body, um, especially more more so this year. You know, and my New Year's resolution was to, you know, get my body together and start putting things in my body that are a lot more healthy. Absolutely. So, I'm now taking these ritual pills. Okay, there are no additives. Okay. They have all the nutrients that you normally don't get from food. All right, they're clean. I've been trying them now, damaged for what like six months, but I feel so much better, more healthy. I just feel like I have more energy. Yeah. Um, I've noticed your, your your personality is more vibrant. Yeah, I think they, they're like helping my brain. My brain cells brain too. Food. <laughs> so these pills also, you know, like when you normally take pills, you feel a little sick. Yeah. You have no nausea from these capsules, even when you take them on an empty stomach, guys. Okay. Nice. And it's even a mint tab in the bottle that keeps the pills fresh. Yeah, because you don't want like those old soggy they, pills. Yeah, because you know, like when you take vitamins, they kind of get a smell get, over time. And they get a little pasty too. Exactly. These, mm -hmm. no, and they're like capsules. Bomb. And for obsessive label readers, they're um, non GMO. Okay. Okay. They are gluten free. Hello. Okay. Hello. Vegan friendly. Tell them. <laughs> I'm telling them. And allergen free. And you know, this is this allergy season. Listen, my eyes are itching right now. All right. I've been. <laughs> Exactly. I've been having issues, but Ritual is keeping me on track. Better health does not happen overnight. So Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months, guys. Okay. Ooh. Fill in the gaps with your diet, with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Perfect. Visit ritual.com slash unlock to start your ritual today. That is 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash unlock. Let's have a real conversation. I only say fuck the NAACP because people I know how to make things go viral. And I know that you're going to share this with all your great grandmothers and all those people who used to march in Selma when the NAACP probably mattered. It's become a very um, commercial company. I first had my run in with the NAACP and all of those companies when the Trayvon Martin campaign happened. And I saw how over politicized everybody's messaging was and how they really wanted to control narratives that drove to their bottom line. It was never really about Trayvon. It was just about them. And that's when I really started fuck, start, started not fucking with them. But what I've noticed as a trend in urban media is that, and when I say urban media, it's really weird because I don't see myself as urban media. I mean, I'm a black man that owns a media company. When people say urban, it feel a little racist. Okay, so here we, we're going to have this conversation. Yeah, I see what I'm going to slow it down so people can hear it. Media is divided 
by mainstream mm-hmm. media and urban media. Yeah, urban. Now let's be very clear. What drives the fucking culture is urban, which is for the sad, sake of what they say. Urban, for Absolutely. the sake of how people yeah, identify. Yeah, yeah. What drives Justin Bieber every day is urban. What drives the Kardashians is urban. Everything that's not black is driven by urban. Yet urban is treated like. If I'm going to go to a water fountain in the 60s, Urban can't drink out of this one. Urban got to drink out of that one. Now. I can, I can agree. Do you hear what I'm saying? I've been you, on you those red going. carpets. Okay. Now, see, you know why I don't do red carpets? Is because if I'm on the red carpet with Talk my microphone. It. I've been there. And they say, excuse me, can you scoot over? I'm going to be like, fuck no, because I know everybody walking this bitch. So, no, you can back the fuck up. And then I'm going to get lose my press credential because I'm going to be like, fuck you, NAACP. No, that's how I used to be. No, when I used to work for Revolt, they had us all in the front. And this off the strength of my relationships, the, the public say, no, 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 no. But they were like, no, but I know, damn it. Shout out to Mayweather. He was one of those people mm-hmm. that would come and be like, no, nah, forget that. He would come over and give me some words. So, so it let is. Me, so so let, me, let me break it down for people that watch award shows. What you don't see is you just see the celebrity pop up on your TV screen. Why do you see them pop up on Access Hollywood more than Hollywood Unlocked? Why do you see them pop up on E! News? Why do you see them pop up on Entertainment Tonight or BuzzFeed or TMZ? Why? Because they get what's called premier... Uh, uh, they get the premier uh, placement on the carpet. They get at yeah. the they get at the head of the carpet. So as soon as that celebrity turns the corner, E News, ETV, or Entertainment Tonight, whatever. So they get premier placement. All of the urban blogs that are the pulse of pop culture, that are the drivers of conversation that involve all of your favorite celebrities on the internet, are placed at the end of the carpet. And are allowed maybe one question or one. they pull a question where all of us have to put our microphones up and they get to answer that one question. I personally, one behind the scenes, have emailed all of the publicists saying, do not ever put us at the end of the carpet again or we will never show up. We will never support you or as a company. We will never support your clients. We will never promote anything. And I've said that behind the scenes for, for the last couple of years. So my team will go and I'll say, where are we placed? Now, with Marvel and ABC and Disney, we're starting to get far better placement and far better access. So now you can see the quality of our content is better. Yeah. God damn, for, the, the NAACP would never do that. Oh, yeah, those niggas do it too. And that's what they just did. This is the second year they've done this. So wait, wait, walk me through this. Let me, I'm going to break it down. Yeah, yeah. They invite us to their ceremony to announce who's nominated or who's winning. They beg us to come, beg us to come, and we come. That's not shit we need to go. In fact, this year I had to pay additional people to go because we were doing other shit. Mm-hmm. But as a good partner, we want to show, yeah, we'll come and support you. So we go. Mm-hmm. Now, when the awards came around, we were denied access to cover the red carpet. Now, you mean to tell me you're going to actually deny urban media access on the carpet to cover an event with all of the urban. Again, I'm using the word urban loosely for the sake yeah, of our yeah, audience because yeah. I'm going to get into that. All black excellence is coming, but all black excellence can't cover it. You put us in a media room. So mind you, I went the fuck off. First, I went on Facebook and said, fuck the NAACP as a whole. We're never supporting you or TV one. We're not covering any of your shit across all Hollywood unlocked platforms. Fuck you. Then I sent an email. I posted on Instagram and then I sent an email copying all my stuff. Did you guys get the email? Did y'all get the email? Okay. Mm -hmm. Send an email to everybody. And I sent it to NAACP, Sunshine Sacks, and TV one to the uh, head of their publicity saying, we're no longer fucking with y'all. We ain't covering none of your shit no more. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Half the shit they do, it doesn't even always resonate with our audience, but because it's part of black excellence and we're all black media, I believe in support one another. Yeah. Your event, as soon as I saw, well, first of all, let's be clear. I saw it was the kickoff to NAACP weekend and I saw McDonald's 
before I even read your name, I immediately say we're not going because it's NAACP. Um, it's it's McDonald's. They're not paying us. But then when I saw your name, young, black, excellent, part of our movement, I'm like, yeah, we're going to go support damage. We're going to do some behind the scenes. We're going to do this. And and I that. appreciate that. Because at the end of the day, it's about how we all support one another. So they need to understand they got that because of you. But what I would say is that once I sent the email saying that, you know, I'm not going to have my staff standing at the bottom of the press line, not being allowed to go in the show, not being able to network with our black actors and singers. Fuck no, we're not going. Then I started getting phone calls. So I get phone calls from people at the network saying, listen, we've been fighting for you, but it's this company, Sunshine and Sachs, who basically put together the media plan. This is a white PR firm. That represents Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's uh, movie, Nobody's Fool, didn't do well at the box office. Why? Because when he walked in the room with Sunshine Sacks and the marketing team, there were no black people around the table. You can't tell people how to market our shit and how to promote our shit if we're not at the fucking table. So I said to them, okay, well, if you don't get a seat at the table, build your own fucking table. And that's why we have the Hollywood Unlocked Social Impact Awards coming up. And guess what? Y'all niggas ain't invited. So is it really the NAACP or is it the PR company? Okay, good question. NAACP hired a white PR firm. Mm. Now, you hire the white PR firm because you think that's how you're going to get mainstream media. Yeah. Well, guess what? Why didn't you hire Yvette? No, sure. Beyonce's publicist. She's black. She's a black woman from Grenada who represents the biggest star in music. Shout out to Yvette. Mm -hmm. uh, Biggest celebrity in the world, on the globe. She's black. Who came? Who was being honored? Why not hire her company? to wrangle mainstream and urban press Mm -hmm. because she would have figured out a way of doing it. What they should have done is they should have had a media brunch with all urban media the weekend before. They should have sat down and welcomed us and laid out a program so that way we're as invested. I looked on their fucking page when Nipsey Hussle died. They ain't even did a fucking shout-out to him. Mm. You don't fucking care about the National Advancement, uh, National Association of the Advancement of Colored People. I'm colored. So why wouldn't you try to advance my media company by putting us at the head of the fucking press line? Mm. Put e-news that you know these niggas are going to go to at the end and put us at the front so you know we get a guaranteed interview. Why they won't? Because they don't see any value in us. Just like the white man didn't see value in us when we went to go drink out the faucet. They said, no, you color niggas got to go drink by the bathroom and all of y'all can sit over here. That's the same shit. It's the same mentality. But the problem is social media and decades have got in between niggas understanding how this shit really works. Racism don't show up and say nigga all the time. Sometimes it's, hey, thank you for coming. Please get to the end of the carpet and don't talk to nobody. That's how it works, but not with us because I don't give a fuck. It's so sad, man. I I don't want to sit here and say fuck the NAACP because... Fuck them. But this is why I say that. I've worked at companies where there's people fighting to make... Look, what you're saying, that see these issues that's trying to make that change and it's one or two people that's on the head of everything... Going, no, we're going to do it this way and do it this way. And I know there's so many people on that platform probably fighting to make that change. And it's sad that you have to make a change when it's called the NAACP to make a change to have urban media. But that's why I can't just say fuck them because I know there's so many people on the other side of that that fence Mm -hmm. that are trying to fight. And it's so sad they're in such a a fucked up situation (laughs) working with so many toxic people that maybe they should leave and, like you said, make their own table. I got some real powerful phone calls from people who were like, man, you got the courage to say that. I'm going to make phone calls on your behalf. I'm going to do this and that. But they can't publicly say it because of the fear of how this this uh, this uh, industry works. But let's be honest, people. 
I don't even fucking leave my house and I know what's going on. I don't have to be at the award show to see Ghost Kiss Beyonce. I can do that shit right in my fucking living room with a cute-ass Moroccan, Puerto Rican piece <laughs> and some some fucking rainbow sherbet and a get fit or die trying uh, sweater on. I don't need to be at no fucking show in no fake-ass church suit sitting there hemming and hawing with bitches who's third, four decades older than me talking about dusting off they whack-ass... Fuck that NAACP word. It don't mean nothing to me. None of these words mean shit to me. I don't give a fuck if I ever go because I'm still going to make money sitting at home. It's the point that my staff that I send down are young people of color who come out of college, who want to get in media, who want the experience, and they get there and they're treated like a nigga who can't drink out a faucet. When I hit a press line, I purposely look to see who's on that motherfucker. I'm going to go do E. I'm going to go do all that white shit, but I'm absolutely going to go and talk to the Jasmine brand. I'm going to absolutely go talk to... Alert. I'm definitely going to talk to the share room. I'm going to talk to every single person that's on that press line because those young black people, and next time maybe this will put in perspective, just watch when you walk on a press line. Look at those young people who are even, they're either excited to talk to you because they're living out their dream of being a journalist or whatever, or they're intimidated to talk to you because they think you're going to run past them mm-hmm. because they've been groomed on a press line I've been to sit person. at the end and not get an answer. You you got up, you took a shower, you got dressed, you got in your car, you go, you, you you put your kid to sleep early so you can go do your job, you fought traffic, you got down there, it might be raining, and now you can't speak to the niggas that you up, hold up every day because the white man that put him on the carpet put you at the end where you can't have do your job. Fuck that. That shit stops with me right now. They asked me would I be on a press line. I say, y'all don't want me on the press line because unless I have a premier placement, I'm going to be a fucking terrorist on that press line. And I would just don't do it. So I've never done one. Yeah, I know how you feel, man. Cause I'm, I was that guy <laughs> sitting there having people walk past you, the publicist saying no, but only way you're getting people is because you have the relationship personally. Mm-hmm. So I there get was, it. There was a moment where there's this, and you guys, you guys watching, please go and Google uh, this. There was a really famous uh, black photographer who had shot celebrities for decades, mm-hmm. decades. I mean, he's one of the people that if Halle Berry sees him or Denzel, they, everybody stops for him. Mm-hmm. So he was denied uh, on the red carpet at the BET Awards one year because BET had hired Slate PR. Slate PR do the Golden Globes and all that white shit. And this is the shit that we're there, they're going to be like, oh, we'll, we'll ban him. We'll go suck a cock. I don't care because I don't give a fuck about that shit anyway. But you know what? <laughs> if I work hard enough and create a project that gets Emmy nominated, bitch, it can't stop me because I'm nominated. That's why you just got to go do the work. So I say that to say they had banned him from the BET Awards. And mm. it became this big deal where celebrities were just like mad. And then BET had to let go of that PR company and go back to doing it in-house. Then you look at Essence Magazine. Essence Magazine stood for black empowerment. It's all about the black woman. They had hired Time Magazine. Time Magazine had purchased them. Where they were being managed by, by Time Magazine. So now... Rich, who sold sundials, bought the magazine back, and now he's made it all. It's all back to black, like one hundred thousand percent. And he's cut down all this. I mean, he's done doing a great job over there. So I'm on my little, I'm on my rant shit right now. But that's only because I feel like I didn't get in this game to be. Let me address the whole mainstream versus urban. I don't see myself as urban. I'm black, mm-hmm. but I ain't no urban media. I'm the pulse of pop culture. I'm everything. I feel like that's the most racist term we have today. <laughs> urban. Oh, he's an urban host, urban movie, urban television show, urban radio. But you know why? How is it urban radio? But you know, you know how you know how powerful what you just said is because when you say what it is, that determines how much money that gets. Yeah. When you go to these brands, they got urban budgets for urban and yeah. budgets for mainstream. Mm-mm-mm. I dare you to ask McDonald's to release their urban versus mainstream budget right now. 
And I bet you if you go do the analytics of who is the biggest consumer of their products, right now there's a complete <clears throat> imbalance. Because they would say for Wakanda, what's that movie called? Black Panther. Yeah. We don't need to pay no money to them nigga, them nigga, them nigga blogs, them nigga media companies, because them nigga media companies gonna cover it anyway, because it's their people. So we don't need to pay them. We'll pay all these white people who would never talk about these nigga nigga movies. So they paid all their media to mainstream media, and they gave because me and Baller and all of us talked about it. They gave us nothing because they just assumed we would show up on the press press line, we would show up to promote it, we would promote it for free, and we decided not to because. Even though it may not change anything, it still became a billion-dollar uh, film and you know one of the most successful films earlier. The audience doesn't even understand that mm. the black dollar is so powerful, but yet so disrespected. Always because they believe yeah. that no matter what they do to you or what they l- refuse to do for you, you mm-hmm. still gonna show up and spend your money. That's crazy. So I'm just going to keep using my platform. So I sent them an email. Now, we're not fucking with you on all Hollywood and a lot of platforms. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, go to NAACP's Instagram and say, fuck you, call Hollywood online. <laughs> all right. So August Alcina, what's going on with August Alcina? I can't even tell. Oh, man. You want to talk about it? Yes. This okay. is, yeah, April, break this um, down. This is okay, crazy. Okay, so it says, okay, nothing that says. So August Alcina released a new lyrics video to a cover of Kalani's Nunya. Is it Nunya? Nunya. Okay, sorry. To Kalani's Nunya, that follows a text thread between the singer and a woman named Corinne. And they're saying that Jada Pinkett's middle name is Corinne. Um, so it, it, this story has been flooding social media with theories that um, these two, August and Jada, are having some sort of relations. Or that they, they did have relations. What do, you, what do you guys think about that? Oh, shit. Uh- while married, obviously, to Will Smith. That's what I'm saying. I've seen a picture of them up together on a red carpet, and he was the way he was gripping her waist mm-hmm. is not a way I would grip somebody's wife or a mentor of mine that's a woman. Mm-hmm. It would just, the grip seemed inappropriate. So even if it's not true, I don't think they did anything. To even try to allude or mm-hmm. somewhat even insinuate that you did something with somebody's wife, especially a Will Smith, I'm not fucking with it. <laughs> what do you think, Jason? <laughs> Jason knows some tea. Oh, first of all, here we go. Well, no, I heard August. August's dick is like the size of a goddamn forearm. So if you stuck it in poor little Jade, I can only imagine what's happening with Will's uh, mentality at this point. But I'm not going to disrespect our black icons like that because I'm still not trying to get banned in Black Hollywood. But then again, I just said fuck the NAACP, so I'm on a roll. Here's the deal: maybe she showed up at August's party and she saw August. Alyssa, did you just laugh? Oh. <laughs> she saw August, and then she just put her legs across his legs. Okay. Are you seriously going to go here? Listen, I'm trying to give you a real scenario of what probably happened. She showed up at the party. Mm-hmm. She saw him sitting there. <laughs> she put her legs across his legs. Mm-hmm. It was just innocent fun. They're friends. It's like a big deal. As she was walking out the door, he grabbed her and kissed her. Come to the blue table. Let's talk about it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's some weird shit. Everybody's unfollowed everybody. <laughs> he had something. Right, because that's what they said, and they showed that they were following, but then after that song came out, Jada and uh, August were not following each other But you know, anymore, that's what so. happened with Jordan Woods. When right. Jordan went, she said she laid her legs atop his legs, and then as she was leaving the door- He to grabbed her to kiss and her. And kiss her, and then she went home and 
was confused at what was happening, and then all of a sudden, social media went crazy. I think that's probably what could have possibly no, allegedly my thing happened is, with the Smith. It ain't none of our business to really even care about. Okay, oh, that's oh, that's oh, for oh, Will. Oh. That's for Will Smith I, I to, to think, care about. So who knows what their dynamic of their marriage is? They probably got no, him. No, no, no. We gonna get into in the house. some things. Man, I don't care about what people got going on in their marriage. I need August Alcina to report to the blue table. What ta- what color is this motherfucking table? This is like gray. A gray. Paint this bitch blue. <laughs> the like August, gray. let me tell you something. August, you ain't running from this one. I, I'm, let me tell you. I, I let a lot of skeletons and a lot of closets go by. But I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm interested as an investigative reporter. Am I an investigative reporter? Okay, as an investigative reporter, <laughs> yeah, ask. I want to look into this because sticks and stones may break my bones or the windows of the houses that you live in. And this is why you got to be careful digging your nose. Jada dug her nose into Jordan Woods' business. She unfollowed Chris Kardashian. She unfollowed all the girls. She called Kim and threatened her. She did all types of dirt behind the scenes. And guess what? Dirt. The dirt is risen. Yeah, what she did with Jordan Woods was dirt. When was the last time think August and Jada were seen together? I'm going to put a timeline together. <laughs> was it recent? <laughs> I don't know. Because you said she unfollowed him, right? Yeah, that's what they say. I think he's trolling. I think they probably a, stopped the, being cool before this. And then wait, he wants to no, put out. No, they, no. They were a little. They, this relationship. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because I was just in New York <laughs> with somebody this weekend. And I said to him, we was laying in bed. And I said, let me be very clear. I don't care if you have a girlfriend. You just can't have another boyfriend. And me, I'm never going to have a girlfriend, but I'm going to have another boyfriend. And it's okay because we're talking about what works for us. And you know what he said? That works for me. We have an understanding. But now, if I get with somebody and I say, yo, we're, we're together, we are one. We take, our, we take our relationship to the next level. We become a, a, a partnership. We become a marriage. Uh-huh. And then you bring this straggler along august alcina was the fucking straggler where he come from was he Jaden's friend willow's friend i don't know i don't know how he even came right let's start (laughs) asking (laughs) questions damn that sound like bill cosby okay blue pill red pill blue table red table so here comes this motherfucker he's a part of the family he's going through mental health issues she's helping him through those mental health issues don't the person that help you through your mental health issues the person you lean on ain't the person you lean well, on? Well, he did say you, that she he ain't leaned the person, on her. but ain't the person you leaned on? Ain't you really leaning on him? That's somebody be. you want to lean on. Mm. That don't mean he leaned on it. He, I mean, he, he did thank her for his whole recovery and all that stuff like that. And stuff you helped like me through. That. Maybe she yeah. held she held him through. I think he a little. I think he a little off a little bit. I think this is all. Ain't we troll. all a little off? No, but I think he a little off where he'll he'll just insinuate something knowing damn well he didn't. I, I personally think that's so disrespectful. In August, I would love for you to come here and talk about it because damage is wrong. I don't think you off. I think you onto something. And I think what's happened is I don't. August saw that video with Jordan Woods and he said, "You know what? How dare you save her when you're doing the same thing?" Maybe. <laughs> These are all speculatory conversations, people. Please mm-hmm. don't at me. Don't at me. And if you do, get in line, bitches, because there's so well, many. I don't think that Jada was wrong, though, for picking up, you know, for, for doing the interview and all that. I don't think there was nothing trifling about that. Well I, well, I don't think there was anything wrong for doing the interview because I was a fan. I'm a fan of Red. I am a fan of Red mm-hmm. Table Talk. But I feel like if you're going to be real, you got to be real. You really think that Jordan didn't cheat with that man? Mm. you know all right, well, I don't know what's going on over there, but Will, I need you to do an Instagram video about it because this is crazy. I did a video where I, I had the little man that said he would suck dick for water on my sweater, mm-hmm. and I did a video and posted on Instagram. I said I would do anything for this interview. August, I ain't playing. Holla at me. Okay, in other news, Pink deletes 
an Instagram photo. It's sucking, okay. it's sucking dick for an interview like illegal? No. Okay, well, hit me. Pink deletes an Instagram photo and blasts comments for shame her son's body. What, what do you think, Damage? Go ahead. <laughs> she deletes an Instagram. Wait, how old is her son? He was He's little. I think what he's like two. I wonder if Gail how King you- sucked uh, R. Kelly's dick for that interview. Hell no. Oh, okay, I was just wondering. Robert. I think she, yeah, He in the photo was him with his penis hanging out. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait. wait what so happened? Pink had a picture of her baby with his, his thing out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Why do people do this stuff on Instagram? I seen a picture of J.R. Smith and his daughter naked on Instagram. I thought that was a beautiful photo. I thought it was something beautiful that you don't need to share on, on the but internet. But why not? I mean, but why? Because. But why? Because people do that. They share on Instagram. I've never people shared me and my naked son I, I in the also, shower I, on Instagram. Well, well, listen, if you are in the. Have, okay. Have you taken a naked shower with your son? No. Not recently. But say if you did. Okay. I have. But say what if. Okay. My parents have my sister. There's a picture of my mom and my sister. Why do people sexualize innocence? Right? It's innocent. That photo with his daughter looked innocent, right? And no, it didn't look sexualized. Well, with Jr. Smith. Yeah, it yeah, it didn't look sexualized. Yeah, at all. yeah, but they were basically talking about her sitting on his lap and shit. That's his daughter. Ew. I, I didn't get nothing sexual from it. I just got. You don't need to put this out. Everything doesn't need to be shared. That's what I got. Everything doesn't need to be shared. Yeah, but if it is shared, then what the fuck is the problem? And that's the problem that, but well, to Damage's point, you then welcome predators or you welcome the commenters or whatever. But that's what I'm saying. That comes with any photo you place up because people always got something to goddamn say. Motherfuckers need to go do something with their lives. Stop being so fucking miserable. Go eat. Be happy. Get some motherfucking dick. Take go nap, bust nuts and fucking relax. Like, like, oh my like, god. Or like you, just go take a shit. But, oh my god. But you wait, know. Let me tell you something. Wait. I feel so much better. <laughs> Can I say? Well, oh shout out to Chipotle. No, you it was to, not. It was fucking fucking Subway. But shout out to Chipotle because I did think that Jason Lee worked at Chipotle. I swear to God, I thought he had served me a burrito bowl. Anywhere. And when I saw him at a party, he called me a bitch. Okay? Like, bitch. Like, who the fuck do you think <laughs> I am? And a, I was not like, he don't even want to fly Southwest. Not, a, not a bad bitch. It was just like, bitch. Yeah, but you t- literally show like was like get the fuck out my way. Wait, so they they did this they, they did this whole hashtag. Side note, I just saw Jer- it's Jr. Smith, right? Yeah, I just saw Jr. Smith in New York at Pergola, and we were sitting there. It's a hookah spot. We were sitting there smoking hookah, and Jr. Smith came and sat right next to us. And mm-hmm. literally in like ten minutes, he left. And I know he used to play with Tristan Thompson, so I was just hoping that it had nothing to do with me because I like Jr. Smith. I think he's fly. I don't know. I don't know if that's why he left. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. It's time for another Hollywood hookup. Whoop. Damage. What do you feel about uh, bras on women? I feel like they're getting easier and easier to take off. Okay. You know, that's not the answer I was looking for. Well, I feel like I'm looking for comfortability, okay? Okay, yeah. Not that it's easy for a man to take off, although it should be, okay? But I'm looking for the comfortability. And Third Love has made the perfect bra for me. And I believe that they have made the perfect bra for you ladies out there, too. And for me, too? To take off. Yes, 100%. Okay. They have a um, perfect fit finder where, you know, you can take a quiz, go online and find that perfect fit for you. I've done it. I don't have a bra on today, Mm. but it is my bra of choice. Okay. Okay. When I come into work, the bras that I have, when my breasts are sitting very nicely, it is from Third Love, y'all. And it's comfortable all day, every day. I sleep with it. Is this a good bra that I can give to like to gift a woman? 100%. You would just have to have them take the quiz because you wouldn't know what they like. I'll just send them the quiz via text. That's it. Third Love offers over more than 70 sizes. Mm. Okay, that's 70 sizes, including including signature half cups. Where are you going to find that at? I didn't even know there was that many sizes. Yes, it ranges from like A's all the way to what? 
H's. Well, look, ladies. I think it goes higher than that. There you go. So every customer as well has 60 days to wear it and wash it. And if you don't like it, guess what you can do? What? Send that joint right back. Hello. Slay it back. That's it. Bam! In your face. And get this, when you return that bra, guess what they do with it? What's going to happen? They wash it again and they donate it to women who don't have bras. That's, How dope is that? That is amazing. To a woman in need because, you know, sometimes we don't think other women need these bras and panties, but there's people out here who are really struggling. There's some people that don't have the simple things. Exactly. So that's really dope. Third Love's team of fit stylist experts help you find the perfect bra for you. Oh, and these bras, let me tell you one thing. You know, sometimes we get bras from other places. They, they kind of kind of are like heavy. You wouldn't know this. But these bras are so lightweight, sometimes it almost doesn't even feel like you're wearing one. And that's to, that to me is what a great bra consists of is I don't want to feel like I have a bra on or like where it's itching under the, the underwire. These bras feel like you have absolutely nothing on. So comfortable. You will not regret it, guys. And ladies, when your breasts are happy, we're happy. And when our breasts are happy, you're happy. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, their love. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Okay. Go to thirdlove.com slash unlocked now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash unlocked for 15% off today. So my hometown was in the news. Some DoorDash delivery man was caught on camera sipping a customer's milkshake and then delivering them. Stockton, California, you Ew. motherfuckers never cease to amaze me. Have you ever had a fear of your Postmate person uh, doing Eating something inappropriate with your food? Honestly, no, I never have. But then with that, it has made me a little weary. But someone actually stole my Postmates food when I was in Chicago in the studio. Like, came up with the chicken wings, the whole hallway smelled of it, and the fucking chicken wings was gone. First of all, you weird if you get your milkshake and a straw already in it. You like, wait. That part is true. Now yeah, that I now that I'm get right, I'm gonna tell you right now, sometimes I'll post made a Starbucks, because you know I'm bougie. I'll post made Starbucks be green juice. I'll be like, thank you. I just reached my hand out and and, 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 and I have an issue straw? I have an issue with postmates people knowing who I am when they come to my door and like wanting to have an extended conversation. <laughs> Nigga, give me my shit. Bye. Like we're not about to sit and talk. <laughs> I am having another thing, too, where, like, the same Postmate person keeps showing up at my house. So should I? Because it's getting a little weird now. You know, where he's like, yeah, but area. I think that it, you're right. Because it doesn't, it'll just ding to whoever's the closest. <gasps> so Which she, means stalker. So maybe I should just give him a thumbs down so then they never send him to me again. Why? I mean, is he bad? Is he bothering you? No, but he ain't cute enough. And it's just kind of weird. Like, I just don't want Call at a different time of the day, Jason. You can't call on you call on Jesus all the type of day. You call Starbucks all the type of day. <laughs> Shit, you just going in his grind, right? Damn, gonna put a thumbs down. He's just another black man trying to make it out here too. You know what? Just because he's urban, just I didn't even know if he was man. black. I just went there with it. An urban man serving <laughs> right. that, that Starbucks. That's okay, wait. So an Ohio woman, can I go to that? Yeah. Ohio woman tells cops she did not want to stop during a wild police chase because she thought she was going to be late to work. Did y'all see that video? I get that. No, but what? where does she work? Hell. Walmart? Let me see. Uh, no, because if it was Walmart, where was it? She's... Oh. Yeah, she she basically says, said she's never been late to work, though. But the way she literally was driving that vehicle... <laughs> Wait, was she speeding, speeding? Listen, they was at her window, right? <laughs> when I tell you, she... Like rammed, they police officers drew their guns, and then at the end when they finally wait wait, get, wait 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 when they came to her window, did she drive off? 
She was sitting, standing there, or sitting in the car for a little bit. The next thing you know, you just see the thing just crash into one vehicle, and she just... Did she drive off? She run, Yes, she drove off, but rammed into a police car. Because she didn't want to be late to work. Yes. But did, wait, did she, did she, when she rammed the police car, did she get up from behind it and go? Yes, but they, were, they drew their guns, and they were going to get ready to shoot her. Oh, and, so, and, then, and then they chased her? Yes. And so when they pulled her over, what would she say? I didn't want to be late to work. And he goes, <laughs> oh, my God, you're lucky you were not shot. Was she black? Yes. She was a black woman. Them urban car drivers, man. I was like, what is wrong with this lady? Fucking NAACP. Yo, she and, by the, and by the way, Gail King, I, I'm going to put some respect on your name. You're an amazing journalist. I, I shouldn't have did that joke earlier. Oh, I wasn't here. I was shitting in. Gail got a fat ass in person, though. She do? Yeah. Mm. Stop talking about Gail like that. My Gail. Joe Biden is going to be our next president. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep accusing this man no, of, of inappropriate? No, there's no accuse. They have a they have well, a compilation right on YouTube. I found by mistake of him doing inappropriate stuff. He hugged like, uh, oh my god, uh, Hillary Clinton for like ten minutes, way too long. Like, for real, he grabbed her, then he held her arms and grabbed her again. I was like, what the hell is this? Like Omari Hardaway it, kissing Beyonce? Worse. Oh. If Donald Trump can grab him by the pussy, old Biden can do what the fuck he wants to no, do. No, he cannot. Nah, okay, no, I didn't know that this is being a real thing. Watch but the compilation. I didn't know either. It popped yeah. up. I was I'm like, wait, sorry. what? I'm blind to. I'm blind to it. My my YouTube ain't working. Sorry. Yeah, no. Let's watch we, it. Let me I tell need, you we one need thing. Trump no. out of office. We do, but. Biden got to make a statement <laughs> because these What's hugs wrong with these men these, of these power thinking that they can just touch women? Hold on, listen, we got to go. So I'm gonna just give Biden a statement. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> and I'm out. Peace. Mm-hmm. Peace.